You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I, tired guy, hat wearer, sure. unshaven Dave Anthony, reads a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Well, that's not true in this case, because... <laughs> All right, sorry. In Gareth this Reynolds, case, who did the first half a moment ago. This is part two. Uh, um... Yeah, it's part two of the Donald Trump uh, uh, life story. This is a trollop. The trull, a trull, Trump lot. Trump, a trumple. Dollump. Trump, trouble. I think dollump. Trouble. Trumple. Like double, but a trouble. This is a trouble. Yeah, I guess it's a trouble feature. It's not going well so far. No, I think we've lost all the momentum with a little oh, break. God, what did we do? I don't know. It's not going well. Um, so, uh, as, uh, which I'll put in front of the other one, but as, um, as our, our, our subject enjoys suing everything that moves, um, I would like to say before this episode, allegedly, allegedly. applies to everything. Allegedly. Because I can play your game too. Allegedly. So we um, should just say this is not something we know is fact. It's just some people are saying. That's right. Sources are saying. Sources are saying. Now, where we left off, uh, Donald Trump has his two casinos, and um, mobster Robert Labuti uh, becomes a frequent customer, and he is a guy who uh, he's into horses. Either he yeah. buys and sells them, or he raises them, whatever. But he's a I know a guy who's into horses. horses. He's not allowed to go to the track naked anymore. This is a different type of horse guy. Okay. Yep. You're okay. thinking of someone else. Okay. Right. Um, you're thinking of Larry, and we can talk about him in a second. Yeah. But he's, he shouldn't be allowed. Shady Larry is his yeah. name, yeah. Um, so. Hey, uh, why don't you leave the stables for a minute, and I can comb the ponies. So. <laughs> leave us alone. I, and go ahead and leave the skirt. Yeah. yeah I'm going to put skirts on all the horses, yeah. So, uh, Slabuti has uh, ties with uh, John Gotti, the Gambino crime boss, and um, Donald Trump bends over backwards to help this guy out, okay. no matter how horrific his ba- behavior was, and he is known for being terrible. He would throw dice into chandeliers when he was losing. I uh, would throw them at security. He'd throw game chips on the casino floor. One state regulator called Slabuti the most obnoxious, abusive person that we have had in this town. He would, if he was like a James Bond character, he'd be known as Dice Man. <laughs> it's, he'd be like Odd Job, but with dice. But because he was gambling thousands at a time, Donald would cater to his every whim, okay. even if it was illegal. The booty was a known racist and misogynist. One well, he em- racist Tauruses. He, one employee said the booty, quote, started cursing, screaming, and banging the table. I don't want no fucking woman here. I don't need these bitches in my game. Jesus. I don't need you people before. Get out of here. Oh Why are you doing this to me? Oh my God. He would use often the same language uh, with blacks and Asians and pretty much any other minority that was around. Sure. And Donald, cause Donald's casino would, even though it was illegal to do so, totally help him out. Right. While there was no formal policy, lower-level managers reassigned workers based on their race and gender for the mobster. Wow. At one point, Donald fell no for— No clown outfits? No clown outfits. Donald fell for Labuti's daughter, Edith. For her 35th birthday, Donald drew uh, through her a lavish party. 
and gave her a Mercedes Benz. Okay. But the man who ran the Trump Plaza for Donald, uh, his name is Hoyt, um, told Labuti to not let his daughter go out with Donald's, Donald because he'd end up killing Donald. Okay. So Labuti told Donald to stay away from his daughter or, quote, I'll pull your fucking balls from your legs. Well, I'm, first of all, the man's not an anatomical scientist. <laughs> not I know where balls are. They're right behind your knee. You got one behind each knee. Not crazy. Um, that was the end of Edith and Donald's relationship. Okay. Right. Even yeah. though he's married. Right. I mean, yeah, he I mean, throws well, we're a ignoring, party we're and ignoring, buys man. her a car and he's married to someone else. I mean, I guess if you're the wife, you're a little like, mm. Just how about a, a just a tiny bit of hide it. not in your face? Hide it. I mean, and we're not saying do it, but hide it. So after this, Donald and uh, Labuti's relationship continued. Donald would ferry him around on his helicopter, and around this time, Labuti owned a horse named Alibi. That- oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, when you said you have an alibi <laughs> and you took us to the stables, we didn't understand what yeah, you were saying. talking about my horse. Where hey. were you the night? Where were you the night of the murder? There's my alibi. Oh my god! Look at her. She's a goddamn beauty. The defense calls to the stand. Alibi the horse for an alibi. Say it. <laughs> Say it. Say it. Alibi. Say click twice. Boom. Boom. That's a no. I will see you quiz later. Hey, uh, let me just tell you one thing. Uh, I think uh, the horse he don't remember. <laughs> he don't remember where he was. So, he owns his horse, and he says the horse has an amazing, amazing pedigree and triple crown potential, and has a very impressive bloodline. Yada sure. yada. So he he wanted to get about five hundred thousand for the horse. That's what he's asking. Okay. Now Hyde, I'm sorry, I think I said it was Hoyt before. Hyde, who is the guy who runs Trump casinos in Atlantic City. Okay. Um, he's a Mormon. Sure. <laughs> Not just a Mormon, but a high up Mormon, like one of the fucking Right. I don't know I think they call him Chief Paboos. Chief Pabu? Is uh, that made up? Uh no. I think that's the official term. Uh, no way. Um, so he's running the casinos and he thought buying the horse would help their relationship with the booty. Okay. Who spends? He's uh, already lost an estimated eleven million at the casinos. Okay. Um, so Donald, That's a lot of dice in the chandelier. It's, it's a shitload. Okay, well, get rid of the blacks then. Yeah. Okay. He probably actually, if I remember correctly, he didn't want the black spots on the die. That's right. Yeah. He All asked white for those dye. to be removed, which renders. They're them looking useless. at me like their eyes. They're beady eyes. I hate it too. It looks like a black guy looking at me. So. Donald and Labuti are on the helicopter. They talk about the horse. They shake hands. There's a deal made for the horse. Okay. 500000 Donald's only requirement is that the horse name be changed to DJ Trump. Oh, my God. <laughs> DJ Trump. How does this not happen yet? If there is not somebody in a club spinning under the name DJ Trump, <laughs> there's something wrong with our shit pop culture. The horse was sent to Florida to train, but a few weeks later, Donald had still not paid. Oh, boy. Lawyers got involved. Trump argued having his name involved meant the price of the horse should be greatly reduced. Good Lord. They finally agreed to a reduced price, 250000 Okay. A few days later, a virus hit the horse farm. Okay. While DJ Trump was not showing any signs, the trainer didn't want him heading to a scheduled race up north, 
didn't want to work him at all, just as a precaution. Working him could cause death, is what the guy said. Okay. Donald was not down with that shit and ordered the horse worked. Okay. Turns out DJ Trump did have the virus and just wasn't showing any signs. His legs started shaking and he collapsed. Blood flow was reduced to the front legs and the veterinarians recommended amputating both front hoofs. Oh, boy. The horse would live, the hoofs would grow back, but this horse would never race again. Okay. I'm not excited for where this is headed. When Trump heard... No. Hyde said he didn't seem to care at all. He was just happy that he hadn't cut a check yet. Okay. (laughs) And he told Hyde he was backing out of the deal. Hyde was deeply disturbed that Donald was not only responsible for the horse losing its hooves, but that he didn't give a fuck. So his his reaction to causing an animal to be debilitated and suffer horribly was to not give a shit even slightly he paid. and just be happy that he didn't pay for it. Yet. Right. Now, this guy Hyde thought this it's would hurt. It's also tough for a horse to spin at clubs when it loses its front it's two terrible. hooves. It's uh, almost like impossible. Yeah, because you can't make the record transfer no, as much. The whole career of the horse... It's tough. Who's gonna Who's gonna DJ with that at this point? Yeah, right? it's like when uh, Danger Mouse lost one of his hands. Right. It's the ones and twos that get affected. Right. Um. So now, Hyde doesn't want to piss off the mobster. Right. So he ends up uh, agreeing to pay one hundred fifty thousand dollars for a for the horse, horse of his own money. Right. And then for a horse that can't race, puts him out to stud, which didn't work out that great. That that didn't work out great. Putting the horse out to stud? No, because yeah. the horse had never actually won anything, so right. it was just like. Right. So being a hotshot man around New York, Donald apparently had an eye out for models all the time. Sure. Sometime in the late 80s, he met Marla Maples. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a different version of how they met. It's all bullshit. Nobody really fucking knows. The month and year are not known. But what is known is he started banging her while he was married to Ivana. Okay. Marla was 24 years old, younger than Donald. Okay. She says she had a perfect childhood in Georgia. Like most perfect childhoods, when she was 16, Marla and her mother were approached by Playboy to pose nude in a a mother-daughter spread. Oh, my God. I... I, uh... (laughs) It's just a normal childhood, man. That is so weird. Her dad was... All right, Mom. (laughs) Here we go. Well, her dad was... Me and my dad used to do naked modeling Yeah, I mean, everybody did that with their dad in the 80s. All right, Dad. Holy shit, look at your dick, Dad. Let's get those dicks out. Well, her dad is a deacon in a Baptist church. So he must have felt good about this. So, obviously, and him and his mom, the mother and father are getting a divorce, so obviously things are fucked up there. So naturally, he told his daughter to go for it. (laughs) That's what Jesus would want. Quote, my dad was saying, just go for it. What the heck? Marla did not feel it was right and passed on the Playboy offer, but she did do pageants. She was a first runner-up in the Miss Georgia Teen Contest. Marla then moved to New York City to make it as a model actress and met Donald, and the two started having dates in the back of his limo. <laughs> what a date. <laughs> Lovely. Boy, that was a great date when you put my dick in your mouth. Hey, uh, sorry to make you do this again, but will you run out and put that paper in the mailbox? <laughs> this next one, too. Uh, don't forget the ads. <laughs> Soon, she was spending her time at the Trump Plaza in Atlantic City with Donald, and then he moved her there. Okay. Wow. 
He didn't exactly keep her a secret. Like It's amazing that you do this and it's still less bold than throwing a party for someone you're trying to sleep with. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is less ambitious. He didn't exactly keep her a secret. And like most men who love a woman uh, and, and, and is married, uh, he had a large poster of Marla that he would unfurl for men he knew saying, quote, the model personally gave this to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's what? when you're like, you are still five. Yeah. You are still yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. It's a truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get to play with this. <laughs> Look at what I get to play with, fellas. In 1988, the, uh, the construction of the Taj Mahal Casino in Atlantic City is not going well. The owner, Resort International, wasn't paying the construction companies. Uh, it's over budget. It's behind schedule. Trump said he could save it. He just needed to control. Uh, this is how the Trump Mahal gets built. He just needs to con- to get control of good financing instead of the high interest junk bonds that were currently being used to pay for the hotel. So sure. he's like, I can get a better rate, better can, deal, a right. better deal. We right. can get this done. He's the deal maker. So the gaming commission agrees if that's what he can do. Okay. Um, there's a brief fight with Merv Griffin over the hotel, uh, but Donald ends up getting it. Okay. He then financed the hotel with exactly what he promised he would not do, $6.75 million in junk bonds. Okay. With a 14% interest rate. Oh, that's a good one. That's low. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the construction of the Taj Mahal would go on for some time. Uh, as the affair with Marla became more serious, uh, he's walking around and holding hands with her in Atlantic City now, just totally out in the open. What? Donald became more and more nasty to his wife. He'd call Ivana and scream, quote, you don't know what you are doing, and that dress is terrible, and you're showing too much cleavage, and who would touch those plastic breasts? How can you say you're showing too much cleavage and nobody would touch your breasts? Well, who would touch those plastic breasts? The answer is you have yeah, but you. Your, by the way, it's your wife. Right. <laughs> this is not... Who's going to touch those titties? She, she didn't enter the X factor. Uh, I, you were married? Also, these are the same... I... Disgusting. Marla, get the paper car. Ivana told her friends that Donald had stopped sleeping with her, but that she was still in love with him, and she thought it was all her fault. That, is, that does humanize her. Uh, so things weren't just getting ugly at home. The shine was coming off the brilliant Donald businessman. During the 80s, banks were throwing money at Donald. A former associate of Donald's, quote, you cannot believe the money the banks were throwing at us. For every deal we did, we would have six or eight banks who were willing to give us hundreds of millions in dollars. The banks could not sign on fast enough to anything that Donald conceived. At his peak, Donald had money from around 150 banks. Wow. So he's just a loan machine. Yeah. He's just a loan machine. Yeah. That's actually where that came from. Is that, that song. That's where that wow. song came from. Yeah. It poured in four hundred million for the Plaza Hotel, three hundred sixty-five million to buy Eastern Airlines shuttle service, sixty-three million for the Atlantis Casino. It's just money from everywhere. Right. But Donald never intended to repay the money by the loan terms. He would refinance strategically to keep dozens of balls in the air at once. So, before the housing crisis, a lot of people, uh, yours truly included, would have a a credit card balance. And would get um, notices from offers from credit card companies, a new one, open up a credit card and you can have zero interest for six months. And people would just rotate their balances. 
Right. It's so that you're kind just of bouncing shit. around from 0% to yeah. 0% in it's those six months. D- that kind of shit. Right. That, uh, it's just a huge scale of it, but it's just that kind of fucking bullshit. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so this is how he operated. This is the plan. Then came what Donald called, quote, the stupidest, the stupid 1986 tax act. Okay. So suddenly real estate losses could no longer be offset by increased earnings. Okay. <clears throat> Investors vanished. The Manhattan real estate market bubble burst. Liquidity dried up. Things were turning south. And on the night of April 19th, 1989, 28-year-old white investment banker Tricia Maielli was jogging in Central Park when she was brutally attacked, bludgeoned, gagged, tied, raped, and left for dead. Found hours later, she was unconscious and suffering from hypothermia and brain damage. That same night, a group of 30 teens entered the park from East Harlem. Some threw rocks at cars, others assaulted and mugged people. Five of these youths, two 14-year-olds, two 15-year-olds, and a 16-year-old were arrested. One was Hispanic, the rest were black. The police went after them for the attack, even though they had no uh, right. evidence that that... Well, Dave, they were black and in a park. Thank you. They had long, long hours of interrogation with no lawyers and often no parent. They were threatened, denied food, drink, and sleep for hours, and they were beaten. The young teens were all led to believe that they would be allowed to go home if they said what the police wanted to hear. Four gave statements admitting being present but blamed the others for the rape, which they thought would not incriminate them and they could go home. Then they were all arrested. Two weeks later, Donald paid $85,000 for ads in four of the city's newspapers. The headline read, quote, bring back the death penalty, bring back our police. Donald wrote, quote, muggers and murderers should be forced to suffer, and when they kill, they should be executed for their crimes. They must serve as examples so that others will think long and hard before committing a crime or an act of violence. After the ads, the families and the teens started receiving death threats. One of the boys would later say, quote, Trump was the fire starter. Twisted fire starter. Thank you. But I thought... Drew Barrymore was the fire starter. Did you see that movie with no, no, no. It's it's Stephen the King movie? It's the Prodigy. Oh, you're thinking of Prodigy. Yeah. But did you see I'm the, the Fire Starter? Okay, but before Twisted Fire Starter. Yeah, no, I, I Psychosomatic know... Addict Insane. Yeah, no, I know the song. I'm Do talking... you? Before that, <laughs> there was another fire starter that was much more important. Drew Barrymore's child. fire starter. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. Doesn't ring a bell. Wow. But it, it is like he did he uh what what the f- What's the name of the group again? These guys, they're, Central Park Five, right? The Central Park Five, like they're they are, yeah, they were considered. I mean, they have been vindicated. This is a good example of uh, of black before proven innocent, right? Right, they're yeah. black, so they're guilty. Right. At the exact same time, some woman was murdered and thrown off a building, but she was black, and nobody gave a shit. Right. So uh, Michael Warren represented the Central Park Five. He said Donald's ads played a role in the trial. Quote, he poisoned the minds of many people who lived in New York and who rightfully had a natural affinity for the victim. The boys pleaded not guilty. The prosecution's case was only the confessions. Yeah. In which they, none of them admitted. They just no, pointed the finger at each right. other. Well, and again, because they're told they're going to get out. There's no DNA evidence that they were there. Uh, she could not remember any details of the attack, and the jury found the boys guilty. They're sentenced to up to 15 years. The 16-year-old was sentenced as an adult. In an interview with Larry King, Donald said, quote, The problem with our society is the victim has absolutely no rights, and the criminal has unbelievable rights. Uh, how, That's the thing about he... criminals. 
Here's the deal, and I've been saying this forever. The fucking rights of criminals is bananas. Yeah, no, that's how we founded this He's thing. up on the criminal rights, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Quote, maybe hate is what we need if we're going to get something done. Good God. What? Could you imagine saying that? No, absolutely not. Maybe hate is what we need if we're going to get something done. Hate Trump's love. Hate. Interesting. Remember Edward Friel? The Which cabinet maker. Uh, uh, yes, right. The guy who ripped who off did not pay, pay the last 87 grand. 83K. Right. Turns out uh, he fought back against Donald. Suddenly all his work, turns out after he fought back against Donald and, and tried to get the money back, all his work at all the casinos in Atlantic City dried up. That, along with the debt left uh, from Donald, killed his business. He filed for bankruptcy on August 5th, 1989. Or as Friel's grandson would later say, quote, Trump hits everyone. Now that Donald had Marla living in Atlantic City, he needed Ivana uh, back in New York. Right. She can't be there. Right. He told her, quote, either you act like my wife and come back to New York and take care of your children or you run the casino in Atlantic City and we get divorced. Ivana returned to New York and Donald made her president of the Plaza Hotel. Okay. He announced it at a press conference. Mm-hmm. Quote. My wife, Ivana, is a brilliant manager. I will pay her $1 a year and all the dresses she can buy. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Good God. For some He's reason. He's like, if, if the price is right was your husband. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason... Um, Ivana was not happy about this. She didn't see the upside in getting paid in dresses while he's had a, wa- a new wife in Atlantic City. Jesus. Donald then, uh, a little while later, moved Marla to New York, where she lived on his 282-foot yacht called the Trump Princess. She lived on a yacht? Well, it's 282 feet. Why wouldn't you? I would live on a fucking 282-foot yacht. I don't know, man. I think after a little while, you're going to want some land. Fuck that. That's a giant boat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I think I think I know who you should get into a relationship with. <laughs> Sucker put me on a boat. Things things between the two women came to a head in 1989 during a vacation in Aspen. Okay. Donald set Marla up in a three-level penthouse he rented for $10,000 a week while he put Ivana and the kids up in much less expensive accommodations. Sure, sure. At lunch but with... she did give him a poster. Thank you. Welcome. I didn't want to say it. You're welcome. At lunch with Donald one afternoon, Ivana saw Marla was also at the same restaurant. So Ivana and Donald are eating and Marla's eating with a friend. All right. So now Donald Trump becomes uh, Donald Jack Tripper. Now there's two versions of the story. So I just kind of left it out. Marla's, Ivana says Marla came over and said, I love your husband to you. Uh, Marla said that Ivana started screaming, quote, she couldn't pronounce my name, but she was asking me if I was Moolah. <laughs> Wait, what just happened? Well, she has an accent. <laughs> She's asking if I'm Moolah. She wants to know if I am Moolah. <clears throat> Excuse me, are you Moolah? No, Ivana's saying, are you Moolah? Oh, are you Moolah? Yeah, oh, she has an accent. Okay, I get it now. So she thinks Marla's Moolah? I mean, it's all Are you Kesh? It's all love. It doesn't matter. Are you going to name Moolah? Moolah Mooples? 
She just kept asking if I was the one who had been loving her husband for years. Is you're the one loving husband for years, Mula Mooples? Hmm? Is you loving? Is you shock his cocks? What? Yes. Is that what you do? You give him blijubes? What? You give him blijubes? No, I don't. Do you suck his nushk? What? Are you doing it to his nushk? <laughs> I don't know what you're... Did you put his nushk inside your vajan? <laughs> Answer me, Mula Mutlis! I don't know what you're talking about. Tell me, is any time when Donald has put his dang tang inside of your ripper? Ripper? Oh my god, is Mula, is this, what is, is Mula Mooples here of whoring? What? Are you here of whoring? Whoring? Why are you calling you, me a whore? No, I, call you, no, I would, if I want to call you her, I call you her, okay? But I don't call you her, okay? You, you, okay, you know what? She is here of whoring. He's had the farting. What? Go away, Miss Mooples. <laughs> Sick of looking at you. Lord, he's gushing. Uh, so Donald's well-kept secret is no longer a secret. <laughs> was it a well-kept no, secret? No, it wasn't at all. <laughs> a few months later, news broke that Donald was leaving Ivana for Marla. Oh, the press shocking. went crazy. Of course. New York Post headline was from uh, something Marla said. Should adulterators get the death penalty? Thank you. Thank you. Maybe a little hated spice this up. Thank you. Um, So the New York Post headline is something that Marla said to a friend. Okay. Quote, best sex I've ever had. Okay. Next to a photo of Donald. Donald is not upset in the least. No, of course not. In Trump Tower that day in the office, he waved it around. For his workers. Look at this, huh? Look at this. I got a crazy good dick. I don't just lay pipe in buildings, gang. <laughs> okay? Huh? Sometimes I use wet cement. You guys uh-huh. know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, come on. Quote, he absolutely loved that. He waved it around the office. Did you see this? Everyone who worked there were kind of he horrified. He's hired a little newsy. <laughs> extra, extra. Mr. Trump's dick's addictive. Did you see this? Everyone who worked there was kind of horrified. We all thought it made him look bad, but he didn't. So Marla went into hiding because of the press frenzy. Yeah, because she's getting like, she's the paparazzi's all over. Yeah, so uh, she gets a red wig and uses a friend's passport and uh, goes to Guatemala Excuse where me. she spent a month living. Excuse me. Yeah, go ahead. Excuse me. She go. put on a red wig and yeah. illegally used the passport that's, and that worked? That's exactly right. Okie dokie. Different time. Uh, yeah, have you watched Narcos? Also, think about all the stuff he puts immigrants through, or or people who oh, are really? not from like this. Oh, stuff. that's and interesting. Then just, and then he puts a red wig on someone and sends oh, them to Guatemala. What an interesting. Hmm. Marla's dad wrote a country song about the events called "Look at Us Now." Look at us now. Father and daughter went to Nashville to work on the tune. Oh my gosh! It might be the weirdest thing I've heard in this whole story. <laughs> <laughs> Being a loving partner, Donald negotiated with Playboy for $1 million for a spread on Marla. Oh, my God. Boy, oh, boy. I mean, uh, everything is monetized. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Even moolah. She refused to pose nude again. Yeah. Uh, but it was, did the offer from mom come in? I'm a little bit older, but I'm ready I to do this. I still got it. Huh? Let me know. I... What do you need? Uh, Why don't I do this thing on the bed? Marla did do an ad for No Excuses Jeans for $600,000. Right. No excuses. Now, Ivana hired a PR man to help her through the mess. The press was siding with Ivana. Donald would scream at his lawyers, quote, This is bullshit! 
Okay. He saw himself as the good guy in the whole thing. Of course. How could he not? To tell, quote, to tell you the truth, I've made Ivana a very popular woman. I've made a lot of satellites. Hey, whether it's Marla or Ivana, Marla can do any movie she wants now. Ivana can do whatever she wants. I've made a lot of satellites. It's the, it's He's the, talking it's... about human beings he's supposed to be in love with. I've made a lot of satellites. I, I just, you just don't know if he's being extremely insensitive or has no idea what satellites are. <laughs> I think both are in play here. It might be all two. I get the weather from her now. Look, I've got two beautiful women who have great careers. I also build Dopplers. <laughs> so, so. So. Do the math. No, I did it. Four plus nine is? Thirteen. In 1990, Kristen Anderson was at a Manhattan nightclub sitting on a red velvet couch talking to a friend. She, well, she, Dave, whatever happens, clearly already she's asking for it. I mean, good Lord. She did not know who was sitting next to her until Donald slid his hand uh. under her miniskirt, up her inner thigh, and touched her vagina through her underwear. Oh, my God. She shoved him away forcefully and fled, looking back to see it was Donald Trump. Anderson and her friends How? were all disgusted. She also told a friend days after it occurred. So not only did uh, she say it happened, but people, people saw, saw it, it and she told other friends. Right. I, it, I mean, he, he the, really, dude, it, it's so uh, he really thinks that you can just grab him by the pussy. But the, the thing to me is, is like I when I hear this, I go, so he was shit faced. Right. But he, he doesn't, doesn't drink. drink. No. So he's just a guy he's who, sober. in full sobriety, yeah. sits down and starts trying to, may I say, grab a woman by the pussy? Literally? It, it is crazy that it, that he was, that he does just grab them by the pussy. Trump's Taj Mahal costing a billion dollars. <laughs> in charge. <laughs> he's in charge. It's, he's the president of America. Trump's Taj Mahal, costing a billion dollars, opened in April 1990 to great fanfare. It was billed as the eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> this is a big deal. Huge. Huge deal. But the Taj Mahal missed its first interest payment in 1990. Okay. <laughs> Remember, it's the 14% interest. Right. It's way behind. It's uh, way over budget. Um, also, uh, the casino didn't pay the people who built it. That's a shocking twist. The New Jersey Casino Control Commission said at least 253 subcontractors weren't paid in full or on time, including workers who had installed walls, chandeliers, and plumbing. Together, they were owed $69.5 million. And, and the, you're allowed to, you are allowed to do that because you're like, your other option is to spend more than what your wage is lost on legal fees. So why don't you just take it? If you have if you have um, lawyers that you already employ, then why not just have them work on fucking people out of money? Right, right, because it doesn't cost you anything. You're no, already it's paying. Cheaper. Yeah. It's cheaper than paying those people. One of the workers was Marty Rosenberg of Atlantic Plate Glass Company. He was owed one point five million, and Donald was offering thirty cents on the dollar. Okay, nice, cool. When it became obvious what was going on, Rosenberg took an informal leadership role and repped up to 150 contractors. Okay. Rosenberg, quote, there were a lot of companies. Some did not survive. 
Rosenberg managed to get 70 cents on the dollar for his company and his business survived. Okay. A look at Donald's entire time in business by USA Today revealed across Donald's huge organization a pattern of frequently failing to pay small businesses and individuals. Trump organization businesses would sometimes tie them up in court or negotiate for years or just not pay at all. The company could easily outlast much smaller opponents with the goal of draining their resources. Some people just would give up the fight or settle for less. Some declare bankruptcy or went out of business altogether. The first example would be the first big building he did in which he didn't pay Polish workers $100,000. And from that he learned... This works. Correct. Allegedly. <laughs> now, uh, now we know someone who uh, was affected by this. Say you're a guy. No. Um, there's a comedian named uh, Joey Diaz uh-huh. who um, went to prison uh, in, I believe, 88. And when he was due to get out around this time... Um, he started calling people who promised him a job in, in New Jersey and New York. And the deal was he was in Colorado in prison and he worked out with his lawyer that if he could prove he had a job in New York, that they would allow him to go there instead of doing his parole in Colorado. Well, when he started calling around New York, he found out that the companies that he had promised him a job were out of business. Because? Everyone, Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump was like a, f- a, a a fire through small businesses and contractors in New York City. Twisted fire starter. <laughs> so, of course, of course we know someone who's affected yeah. because the reach is too vast. Right, yeah. So, um, in 1990, bankers wanted interest payments that Donald couldn't make, right? So, the the everything's collapsing. That tax happened. Right. Shit's starting to fall apart. Stupid he can't tax. keep the plate spinning, right? Right. Um, the Philadelphia Inquirer got a hold of confidential financial statements uh, of Donald's businesses. They showed Donald's holdings were only half of what he said they were. Okay. The banks pushed Donald to hire financial whiz Stephen Bullenbach. Quote, Donald was broke. He was worse than broke. He was losing money every day, and he was already hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. The truth was... He had been only a kind of paper millionaire to begin with. He owed lots more than he had, and he was getting poorer every day. Well, of course he was, because he had a, a, a loans from 150 banks. Right. Of course he didn't have the fucking money to right. back it up. Yeah. It was all no. loans. No, well, it is like, it's like you made off your business plan. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, he may as well just stick to building pyramids at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bolenbeck realized being so overextended could actually help Donald. Okay, right. Pretty. Yeah. Many of the properties were worth more with Trump's name on them than without. So if you kick Donald out of, say, uh, a casino, his name gave it recognition and therefore brought him business. And without his name, not only were you kicking him out and repossessing the property, but it immediately dropped in value. It's, it, it is essentially the same plight that the workers had, which is like, as much as you've been screwed over, how much do you want to lose over this? Right. Yeah. Uh, so when an 800,000 insurance premium came due for his yacht, Bolenbach reminded the bank that Donald still owed $115 million on the yacht. Right. Since the bank owned the yacht, they'd be worse off if it sank, he told them. Right. 
So the bank paid the insurance payment. Wow. The fucking welfare of the rich is astounding. Yeah. The fucking socialism... You know, that yeah. they get it. They don't want to pass out money to everybody, but the fucking but they capitalist to. socialism, yeah. you know, sort of system that they live under yeah. is fucking horseshit yeah. to the supreme. No, and that, I mean, that, in a way, though, like like you're alluding to, the, the whole thing is just you, if you're in the club, yes. everything's different. Right. And then if you're out... No, then you're, you're a problem. Then, then we're gonna, once we get our shit right, then we're going to try to help you. Yeah. In December 1990, Trump's casino, a castle casino, was headed toward missing a 18 million debt payment. So his dad, oh wow, good old Fred C. Trump, sent an attorney down, who bought 3.5 million in gambling chips and never used them. What does that do? That just gives the casino 3.5 million dollars. Oh right. <laughs> oh my god. Boy, he's the ultimate cooler. This broke state law sure. because casino loans must come from an approved financial source. Okay. Trump's father was not an approved financial source. The casino was fined $65,000. Oh, my God. Not $3.5 Why the fuck wouldn't it be the same as the amount that you just fucking did? Pretty easy to figure out the fine. So, so basically you're saying do it. Yeah, do it. It's For sure, just you'd be fucking... you. Well, I think this is the point that he made, like that that he made throughout the campaign is essentially, I was allowed to thrive under bullshit. That's right. So, what do you want from me? Which is kind of a valid point in a way. I mean, it's like yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. I mean, that. What do you want? But other people were allowed to thrive in this environment, and they did not do this shit. No, no, of course. There's always the first. The casinos were also investigated and fined for clearing the floor of black people and women when Labuti was there. It's just, it is, it's, the, it's insane. I feel like Martin Scorsese is directing this episode. Again, they were, they were fined. After digging further, in November 1991, state regulators fined Donald's casinos again. This time for g- giving Labuti nine luxury cars, three Ferraris, three Rolls Royce, uh, Mercedes, and two Bentleys, some of which they actually sold and just gave him the money instead. Either way, it violated state law. Yeah. It wasn't just Labuti. Trump's castle said they were giving rebates for flights to high rollers, but some of those rebates were for $25,000, which was way more than a flight cost from the Philippines. I mean, I don't know. Have you been on Priceline? One one expert called it, quote, quite startling. Sure. The casino was fined $176,000. Good God. So why wouldn't you do it? I mean, truly. If the fine isn't this isn't much much more yeah. than they made off it. of the deal, then, then it's it. not a fine. Yeah, <laughs> then you if you're if you're in the business, then you do it. Yeah. The Trumps reached a divorce settlement in 1991. Ivana got their 45 room Greenwich, uh, Connecticut mansion and apartment in Trump Plaza. And you dresses. Yeah, the use of Palm Beach property, uh, Mar-a-Lago, for one month every year. Custody of their three children, alimony of six hundred and fifty thousand dollars per per year, and fourteen million dollars. So that prenup held up. Well, once you fuck someone, I think the prenup's kind of out the door. Well, how did they know? I mean, all he did was walk around and pretend it was his girlfriend, show off a poster, and then talk about it to everyone. <laughs> also, his lawyer was like, you know, you this is also public, and everyone yeah. everyone was on Ivana's side. Right. That he, you know, it was also like right, right. So right, he's conceding a little there <clears> because of image. During the divorce proceedings, Ivana accused Donald of raping her in 1989. According to an author who got his hands on the sealed divorce proceedings, Donald was furious that a 
quote, scalp reduction operation he'd undergone to hide a bald spot had been unexpectedly painful. Sorry. He was... He was shocked that it hurt to have his scalp reduced? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be... It's probably going to stink. So the idea is that you remove scalp and then you just sort of are like tightening around well, the ball? I believe a scalp reduction is when you do an incision and then you, and then you just cut a bunch out and pull it together. Right? Oh, Lord. It hurt when he touched my brain with a scalpel. Ivana had recommended the plastic surgeon. So... In a fury, Donald yanked out a handful of Ivana's hair. Oh, my God. And then he raped her. After, she spent the night locked in a bedroom crying. In the morning, Donald asked her very casually, quote, Does it hurt? Donald's divorce lawyer said, quote, You cannot rape your spouse. Ugh. He later apologized. I mean, when your lawyer is saying that, you're it's not good. legally in the weeds. Yeah, it's not great. After I mean that's that, that's like barbaric shit. It's barbaric, but I don't. I should have looked this up, but I don't know what up until what year it was legal to rape your spouse. Like that's not that's not something that was that long ago. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After it became public, Ivana clarified. Right. So once this author breaks the story, Ivana clarifies what she had said Written. in court. Right. Oh, right, right. Okay. Quote, as a woman, I felt violated as the love and tenderness which he normally exhibited towards me was absent. I referred to this as rape, but I do not want my words to be interpreted in a literal or criminal sense. Anyway, that's still rape. Yeah. During the divorce proceedings, Donald invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination approximately a hundred times. Good Lord. When asked about adulterate relationships with women. A hundred times the Fifth Amendment in a divorce proceeding. We might see that record shattered. (laughs) (laughs) That same year, John O'Donnell, former president of Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino, wrote a book about how Donald was a racist, cheap, and incompetent businessman. He quoted Donald as saying about a black accountant, quote, black guys counting my money, I hate it. The only kind of people I want counting my money are short guys that wear yarmulkes every day. I think that the guy is lazy, and it's probably not his fault because laziness is a trait in blacks. It really is. I believe that. It's not anything they can control. In 1997, Donald would say, quote, the stuff O'Donnell wrote about me is probably true. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) Did not expect that. (laughs) Jesus. Wow. O'Donnell also revealed the now already known Donald business strategy. Donald made withholding payment a part of his business strategy. Quote, part of how he did business as a philosophy was to negotiate the best price he could. And then when it came time to pay the bills, Trump would say, I'm going to pay you, but I'm going to pay you 75% of what we agreed to. But uh, he said at Trump Plaza, the executives would pay people in full. Quote, it used to infuriate him. So, so it's, he it's, got it's the, it's the model. <laughs> he got angry right. when people, people were paid the price they agreed upon. Oh, man. Also in 1991, a federal judge ruled that Donald had engaged in a conspiracy to violate a fiduciary duty to the Polish workers. Okay. And their union that the breach involved fraud and the Trump defendants knowingly participated in this breach. The judge did not find Donald's testimony credible and set damages at $325,000. Okay. After all these years, the Polish immigrants' case was settled by negotiation, and the agreement was sealed. So, that's what? 
11 years later or something. Also, 11 years, a lawsuit, $325,000, that's almost all going to the lawyers. Right. The Taj Mahal finally shit the bed in 1991. Donald's corporation filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, protection from creditors of the Taj Mahal Casino Resort. Is there a Chapter 11 in Art of the Deal? <laughs> there has to be. There's got to be a great one. Amazing. <laughs> now file for bankruptcy. Yeah, this is the most important chapter in the book. First, don't pay. Second, <laughs> say you're broke. <laughs> The bankruptcy resulted in Donald giving up 50% of his ownership to bondholders in the reconstruction deal. Trump faced about $900 million in personal liabilities. <laughs> That's a lot, right? It doesn't feel small. Uh, debt restructuring went on for years. Creditors ended up writing off around $700 million. His fall was very public. Donald sold off the Trump shuttle, his Connecticut mansion, the Grand Hyatt Hotel, his yacht, the Trump Princess. Uh, his Boeing 727, liens were attached to everything he owned, and he was put on an allowance of $450,000 a month. Oh, boy. How is he going to live? Well, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Like, now now, now we have empathy for Donald Trump. Yeah, for sure. Now that you know, well, you know that he, I mean, he's just, he's squeaking by. Suddenly life was hard. One day boarding his helicopter, the airlift facility refused to fuel the helicopter. One of the people uh, in his party getting on used his own mobile card to charge $2,000 with gas. A mobile card? Could you imagine the nightmare of getting on your helicopter and not being able to pay for gas? Well, I actually, it's funny, like a, a couple weeks ago when I was getting in one of my choppers. Yeah. And we didn't have any gas. Jesus. And the, I mean, well, and it's, it sounds like corny, but when you really do think of the alternative, it's like, then you have to take a private jet. Right. And that is like a drive because that doesn't take off from a, a launch point. Well, like a plane is the same as a bus. I mean, I would I, I, I've always said that. Yeah. I've always said that they're the same. That's exactly. what I used to say to my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Before I made him drink himself to death. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Marla said Donald and his entourage had to fly on commercial airlines. Entourage, I like oh. to call it. Quote, we had to wait about an hour in London for a flight right out there with all the other passengers. Ugh, you'll get covered in scummy men. Well, you can imagine how that went over with Donald. Not well. Oh, what? I mean, what is he, common? Yeah. Well, the only good thing is he can uh, probably assault someone on the plane again. So <laughs> there's right. a little glass is half full. I'm going to grab so much pussy when I get on this yeah. plane. So he learned from that bankruptcy. He learned not to have a lot of personal liabilities in the business. He learned not to put his personal wealth at risk anymore, and he reshuffled things. So when the Trump Castle Casino and Trump Plaza went bankrupt in 1992, no big deal. Right. That's the follow-up to Art of the Deal. Yes. The Plaza, which he had bought four years before and had Ivana running for a dollar, was now millions in debt. Bankruptcy court allowed him to reorganize $55 million in debt, and he gave up 49% to lenders, but kept his job as chief executive. Again, the Trump name was seen as too important. <laughs> Danny Luang, 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 Danny Luang, had worked in illegal gambling dens in Toronto during the early 1980s with Eddie Louie, the brother of New York City's famous ghost shadow gang leader Nick Louie. There are pictures of Luang with Clifford Wong, who was convicted of racketeering and murder as the leader of the Tung Ong gang, and Herbert Louis, who has been identified by the FBI as an organized crime leader. So Danny Luang has 
clear connections to Asian organized crime in 1992, which was the year a Senate subcommittee named him as an associate of the 14K triad. Sure. Also at that time, he was vice president for foreign marketing at Taj Mahal. Okay. <laughs> okay. See, okay. <laughs> Somebody needs ZipRecruiter. The report read, quote, Luong has given com- complimentary tickets for hotel rooms and Asian shows to numerous members and associates of Asian organized crime. In 1993, 14K Triad associate and uh, Donald Trump employee Danny Luong, quote, flew in 16 Italian organized crime figures from Canada who stole more than $1 million from the Taj Mahal in a credit card scam. The incident was never reported because Trump never filed charges. Well, that that's red flaggy. <laughs> I wonder why. Right? Yeah, I mean, you I mean did, why do Well, you... this man seems fairly litigious. <laughs> so, I yeah. don't know. I don't know why he gets a pass. Maybe it's because the Canadian mob is so much nicer. The Canadian mob. I mean, they really do end every They're so great. Yeah, they're just like, "Hey, you want to give in? us some money or we're going to break your knees." I'm sorry. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In December 1992, Donald spotted a youth choir singing Christmas carols at the Plaza Hotel in Manhattan. He asked the two girls how old they were. They uh, said they were 14. Donald, uh, who was 46, said, quote, wow, just think in a couple years, I'll be dating you. <laughs> Why are you rocking? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, he, to... he belongs in like ancient Greece. Yeah, it's really. Uh... He's a Roman. Marlon Donald had a daughter, Tiffany Trump, in 1993. They got married two months later. There were a thousand guests, including Rosie O'Donnell and O.J. Simpson. <laughs> in September 1994, Donald and Marla were on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Host Robin Leach asked Donald what Tiffany had of his and what she had of Marla's. Let me do it. And what does she, what does Tiffany have of yours and what does she have of Marla's? Donald, quote, she's a very beautiful baby. Uh. She's got Marla's legs. Oh my God. We don't know whether or not he puts his hands to his chest to indicate breasts. She's got this part yet, but time will tell. Oh, okay. So we've, okay. So now we're in a really weird place. (laughs) Like it's perverse. Sex, so it's sexualizing per, babies it's, it's per, is weird to you. It's perverse to it's perverse to hit on fourteen year old female carolers, but when you're talking about how your the uh, excitement you have to see how your daughter's breasts form when she's a baby, it's. I'm gonna go on record, Dave. It's not okay. How is your baby? Oh, I just keep looking at her and thinking the tits are going to be on this thing. The well, tits. yeah, she's got uh, mother's legs, my brains. You know, for a six-month-old, she's pretty flat-chested. I'm very disappointed in that. I never thought I'd say this, but I'm going to say it. My baby's got a pussy that won't quit. Okay. We've actually uh, talked to a doctor who's uh, going to augment uh, Tiffany's breasts when she turns one. Uh, and we won't do anything absurd. Obviously, we'll go with C-cups, a light C for now. Did I ever tell you the story about my my uh, buddy uh, John Levenstein? He somehow pieced together that Trump 
didn't follow Tiffany on Twitter. <laughs> like, I don't even know how he did it. But, he, I mean, he just figured it out. And so he started tweeting at Trump nonstop, like, follow your daughter, shitbag. Follow your daughter. And then well, eventually he, he did. He did. Because he reads everything. Yeah. Well, he didn't. Um, he he sends all of his kids a, a social, you know, network or whatever, some sort of social media, a happy birthday. But he doesn't do it for Tiffany. What? What? What's going on? I don't know. Is she purebred or whatever? Oh God. Okay. So, in 1993, Donald went on Dom Imus's radio show. Imus asked about plans by, quote, a bunch of these drunken engines mm. to open a casino in New Jersey. Good, good premise. This would be competition for Donald's casinos. Donald responded, quote, a lot of these reservations are being, in some people's opinion, at least Here we go. to a certain extent, run by organized crime and organized <laughs> crime elements. There's no protection. There's no anything. And it's become a joke. And then he questioned the legitimacy of tribe members. Oh, my God. Quote, I think I might have more Indian blood than a lot of the so-called... What is he talking about? ...Indians that are trying to open up the reservations. What is he allegedly talking about? Truly. This is something... Like, it's so... Why, this is why it's weird to hear. Because it is... It's just weird to see where it's gotten to now. Yeah. Like when you're just like, like, uh, did you collude with the Russians? Why is everyone asking if I colluded with the Russians? Investigate Hillary. She colluded with the Russians. I'm Hillary. It's like, what the fuck are you saying? Well, it's all the same, though. Yes, it, it is. But it's like interesting to hear where the seeds of this, you know, well, the seeds that brought us this fruit. It's the same with the one difference that he's being investigated and cornered by everybody. Whereas before, it was all skating. Right. Now, he's a right. man right. being put in a corner right. and poked and poked and poked. Right. That's the difference. So. Something tells me he won't remember. At the time he said this, Donald was trying to partner with a tribe near Palm Springs to manage the tribe's proposed casino. Think and about he how... did not get the deal. Which amazing. is weird. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't get the deal. But it is also, just real quick, it's also amazing for somebody who preaches about, you know, to some extent, the purity of being white and, like, the importance of that. Then, when he has to defend himself, he's like, I'm Native American. <laughs> it's like, what are you? Well, so now, now, okay, we'll get to that okay. in a sec. So, later that year, Donald testified about the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act, which is, you know, they're going to open up. Sure. They're going to yes. open up reservations to gaming. Yes. Um, so he's before the U.S. House Committee, uh, Representatives Committee on Natural Resources. Who, who would you rather have than Donald Trump at this uh, Absolutely. Hearing? Absolutely. He told lawmakers that organized crime, quote, is rampant. I don't mean a little bit. It's rampant on Indian reservations. One of the biggest scandals since Al Capone. Oh, my God. He said a federally recognized Connecticut tribe. I'm going to fuck this. The Mashinatucket Pequots. Did not look like real Indians. What is he saying? <laughs> what the fuck? How is what the fuck? Have you seen um, uh, like movies from the fifties? Yeah. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. Right. So they okay. Don't so he look like right, real right. Indians. No, they don't. <laughs> no, when I saw them in movies when I was a youth, they were also white, kind of. So, 
I'll tell you what, if you look, if you look at some of the reservations that you have approved, they don't look like Indians to me and they don't look like Indians to Indians. And a lot of people are laughing at it. And you are, and you are telling how tough it is, how rough it is to get approved. Well, you go up to Connecticut and you look now, they don't look like Indians to me. Okay. Let's see. I'll tell you what's great is having Aaron here for this because it is just nice to see another guy get beaten down during this a little bit. <laughs> so, <clears throat> well, we'll get to it because they'll have a backlash. But in 2004, um, Trump managed to steer clear of bankruptcy for more uh, than a decade uh, with the chapter led in 2004. The Trump Hotels and Casino Resorts a holding company for the Trump Plaza in Atlantic City and uh, and a Gary, Indiana riverboat casino. Gareth. Sorry. Venture. Who wouldn't want a, a riverboat casino <laughs> in Gary, Indiana? I just can't <laughs> think of a better location. No, for sure. Um, well, if you go to Gary, it's popping. So this went public and raised $130 million. Um, nine years later, uh, the entity bought Trump Marina and Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. So... All, Trump 29 Casino in California. So he's got a bunch of shit under this one umbrella. It's got a $1.8 billion in debt. Um, so they filed for bankruptcy in 2004. Okay. Right? Um, they go through a restructuring plan. Uh, his stake is uh, reduced to 27% from 47%. The debt's cut by $500 million. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. All that shit. Now... Uh, this is where it gets crazy. So I'm just going to jump forward to his next. So the third bankruptcy, he was so not giving a shit about bankruptcies at this point that right around this time, he did an interview and said he was bigger than Pepsi. Like <laughs> That's as controversial so... as when Lennon said they're bigger than Jesus. <laughs> but he was so like, who gives a... F like, there are no rules. Right. If you're super wealthy, it just doesn't fucking matter. Right. And he's learned that. And he, at this point, yeah. has very well learned it. Now, I'm going to jump ahead to 2009, if I can find this really here, because I did not put in the story. But he, um, there's another point where they declare bankruptcy. And, oh, here it is. So, to December 2008, Trump Entertainment Resorts filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Um, just days before the filing, Trump and his daughter, Ivanka, resigned from the company's board. And he's quick, quick to distance himself from the organization. Mm -hmm. Quote, other than the fact that it has my name on it, which, which I'm not thrilled about. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Well, you know him. He won't put his name on a lump of shit. I have nothing to do with the company. Good God. Um, and then um, I believe it was two weeks later after the... I might be wrong about that, but I believe it was two weeks later after everything was sealed that um, him and Ivanka jumped back on them. Oh, wow. Bored. Wow. <clears throat> okay, so that's the bankruptcies. I just want to get through those because I can't fucking handle it. So the winner of 1995, Mar-a-Lago, was uh, converted into a new commercial venture. One wing housed Donald and his family, and the other wing was now a private club with an entry fee of uh, 200000 plus 14000 year dues. Okay. Uh, during the opening, Donald took a reporter on a tour as he walked around the clay tennis courts, which were uh, ready uh, for scheduled matches. Quote, Trump took exception to the design of the spaces between courts. In particular, he didn't like a small metal box, a pump, and a cooler for the water fountain alongside, which he thought looked ugly. He first questioned its placement, 
and then crudely disparaged it, then kicked the box, which didn't budge. And then he stooped, red-faced and fuming, to tear it loose from its moorings, rupturing a water line and sending a geyser up into the air, soaking the courts. <laughs> well, I think the, now I'm not I'm not a tennis uh, wizard, Dave, but I, I believe that water on clay is not good. I don't think you want to water the clay. I, I mean, the, I, you, I guess you just turn it into like outdoor pottery. I mean, oh, just the image of a. Ma- I mean, just, just like you can't destroy a box and then you do, and it just forms a fucking geyser. And then, and then he just blames somebody. Yeah. Why well, it's fucking ugly? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not my <laughs> fault, allegedly. Donald Trump bought the Miss Universe pageant in 1996, which included Miss USA and Miss Teen USA pageants. He told Howard Stern the pageant was, quote, a sick puppy. The hotness of contestants had seriously gone downhill because the judges had started placing a greater emphasis on brains over beauty. Quote, they had a person that was extremely proud that a number of the women had become doctors. I was not interested. Boy, we uh, we really need to uh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> for years we're, we're, okay go ahead. It, what's happening now doesn't matter just focus on the past okay <laughs> no I'm not even it's just that like the idea that statements like that it, it just is crazy to me that statements like that at one time were like that was okay to say it just makes you wonder where we actually are now it wasn't like, okay to say that I don't think it, it was okay to say that no 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 it. I think that he got heaps of shit for that he did not like you would now, but I think he... Yeah. Okay, okay. For years, he would enjoy the role of owner of the pageants. He explained he was allowed to go backstage where no other men could be to inspect. Quote, I'm allowed to go in because I'm the owner of the pageant and there for inspecting it. You know, they're standing there with no clothes and you see these incredible looking women and so I sort of get away with things like that. Miss Utah of the Miss Teen USA pageant said Trump kissed her against her wishes in 1997. That same year, the reigning Miss Universe said Donald asked her about his daughter, Ivanka. Quote, don't you think my daughter's hot? She's so hot, right? At the time, Ivanka Trump was 16 years old. I mean, I even know this shit. (laughs) It's just crazy. In 1996, stockholders of Trump uh, Hotels and Casino Resorts agreed to buy the Castle Casino, the worst of the uh, Atlantic City casinos, for uh, $985.7 million. That meant stockholders assumed $354 million debt, and Donald paid, uh, was paid $130 million in stock. So he fucking makes money. Okay. Yet he still remained chairman of the company and owned 25% of its stock. Donald managed to never declare personal bankruptcy. Uh, At 4 a.m. on April 16, 1996, a cop was patrolling a beach near Mar-a-Lago and found one of Donald's bodyguards uh, named Wagner, quote, hiding under a lifeguard stand. It's a normal thing. Wagner said he was there alone until Marla Maples also came out from underneath the lifeguard stand. Oh, wow. She was wearing tight black spandex leggings and a skimpy jogging top. Whoa. So that seems like there's other stuff missing, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Are, legging, are leggings... Leggings are pants. They are pants? Yeah. I was pants. thinking of the 80s legging things. Do you remember those? Right, no, what are those? No, we'll talk about it later. I don't want to talk about it later. I Certainly I'm not going to talk it's to you about that hot. later. No, it will not happen. Okay, so she comes out wearing that. Um... 
At first they said Marla was just going to the bathroom. But then that doesn't make sense because it's like, well, why are you in there? And why are you saying there was no one here? She's going to the bathroom. Also, I'm alone. Wait. So, I, yeah, I was watching her pee. Like, Yeah, no, there's no, no. Once you say you're alone and someone's there and then she's going to the bathroom, it's just it's not all, working None anymore. of it's yeah. happening. Hi, welcome to Worst Lies. Hey. Um, so, obviously. I'm a lifeguard and she was drowning from piss. <laughs> so, and so, yeah. So, obviously, this is something that is then reported because right. he's a cop and right. it goes in the paper. Now the papers pick up up on it. It's fucking crazy rumors. They're both denying it. Uh, four months later, the bodyguard is fired. Okay. And he's worked for Trump forever. Right. Uh, and after that, he changed his story. Quote, our passion boiled over and we made love. Wow. <laughs> but Donald still... So finally a hero. <laughs> but Donald still enjoyed his vacations uh, to Mar-a-Lago. In 1997, Donald watched a favorite movie, Bloodsport, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. During it, he had his 13-year-old son, Eric, fast-forward through all the plot exposition. <laughs> well, well, okay. Listen. All right. Now, I we can, we, we can disparage the man as much as we want, but Bloodsport has a—you don't need the plot, okay? Let's be honest. It's really just—you don't even need the first half, honestly. You just need to get to the— It's just so— it's, just so I, it's certainly the order that a 13-year-old makes to his father, not uh, vice versa. <laughs> it's not often where the dad's like, no, 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 just the frosting, son, just the frosting. Quote, to get this two-hour movie down to 45 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't all fun. Like the no. night in 1997 when Jill Harth accused him of trying to rape her at Mar-a-Lago. She sued in 1997, saying Donald violated her physical and mental integrity when he touched her intimately without consent. Her and her husband were trying to make a deal with Donald about a beauty pageant, and Donald repeatedly propositioned her for sex. So the first time they met, they meet in Trump's uh, office at the Trump Tower, and the, the guy is giving a pitch, and Donald is just staring at the woman, Hearth, uh-huh. uh, I think her name is, staring at her, and in the middle of the guy's pitch, Donald says, you fucking her? Like, like it's not human. No. He, he, He's not, it's not a human behavior. Yeah. Everything is a commodity. Everything is to be used and spit out. There are no human beings. Right. Allegedly. So, allegedly. <laughs> so um, he God. forcefully removed the... Uh, Hearth from the public areas into Ivanka's bedroom. Oh, God. Where, can he make one normal decision in this? There he forcibly kissed Donald and restrained her against her will, despite her protests. Donald said he, quote, would be the best lover you ever have. Hearth's, Look at this paper I have. Look at what Marla said 10 years ago. I believe this was broken up by... Uh, th- so there were so many. I didn't put them all in, but I, this one might have been the one that was broken up by a butler came in. Anyway, um, he wasn't able to, to go Finish on with it. The, yeah. Um, the husband sued over a business thing, and the settlement was that she would drop her suit, and they got money. So whatever. It, yeah, it's all bad. Anyway, it's, again, one of those things. You just want to get away. You just want to get away from him. Of course. Right? I mean, that's the move. Melania, uh, I don't know how to say her last name, grew up in Slovenia. She became a uh, model in Paris and Milan. There she met a friend of Donald's and co-owner of Metropolitan Models. He moved Melania to New York City. She didn't socialize much. 
If she went out, it just seemed to be with older men for dinner. She was not, <laughs> she was not getting <laughs> top-tier modeling work and asked a photographer help. He didn't think she'd have a good career because, quote, she was always kind of a stiff person. In September 1998, Donald was at a party with a date. When his date went to the bathroom, he asked Melania for her number. Soon they were dating. In 1999, Donald put Melania on the phone with Howard Stern so she could tell him they were having sex more than daily. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense. No. Well, Sam, if... I mean, either you're doing it daily. You're not like, there's not in-between days. Well, yeah, no, on. no. We actually, uh, to be honest, Howard, I'm fucking her so much that we invented a day between Wednesday and Thursday. It's called Thursday. <laughs> Uh, Marla and Donald divorced in 1999, and she moved to California with her daughter, Tiffany. This was a bad month for Donald. Fred, who had been suffering from Alzheimer's disease for six years, came down with pneumonia in June 1999. He was admitted to a hospital in New Hyde Park, where he died at age 93 a few weeks later. Donald's mom would die the next summer. In 2000, New York was consider, considering expanding Native American casinos in the Catskill Mountains. A group called the Institute for Law and Safety funded TV, newspaper, and radio ads accusing the Mohawk tribe of having long criminal records and ties to the mob. What, what is the name of the organization that did that? The Institute for Law and Safety. So I really, you re, another thing that is so annoying about the way that people poison operate. the well against people mm -hmm. is the name that yes. they're allowed to give that's right what they like there should be an organization yeah, that goes over names yeah, and absolutely. you should have to it has to associate with what your practice is 100 um so uh uh one ad showed pictures of cocaine lines and syringes and asked are these the new neighbors we want what are you talking about another ad warned that casino gambling would bring increased crime broken families bankruptcies and in the case of the mohawks violence that's what would happen if trump became a native american <laughs> that would be that's the, that is the fear then the institute said it was founded uh, was funded by 12,000 grassroots pro family donors turns out it was bankrolled by donald's casino company weird and he paid private investigators to dig up dirt on the Mohawks. After an investigation, could you imagine being such a fucking monster yeah. that you're digging up dirt yeah. on a people we committed genocide I mean, against? Not be, I mean, genocide, yes, and then <laughs> never, ever said... I mean, there's no uncle. After an investigation into the ads, the State Lobbying Commission imposed its largest fine ever, $250,000, against Donald Trump. He agreed to pay more than... 30000 to run an ad apology statement in Albany News outlets, which turned out to be very, very vague when they finally ran. Now, uh, at the same time this was happening, Donald made a deal with the uh, Pocketuck Indians in Connecticut, a tribe that was not recognized by the federal government. The deal was Donald would pay for documenting the tribe's lineage so it could get federal approval to operate a casino, and he'd get to run the casino. Right. The tribe won recognition in 2002, but the Bureau of Indian Affairs ruled that, the, that that tribe was part of another Connecticut tribe, the Eastern Pequots. So the Eastern Pequots already had their own plans for a casino. The combined tribal leadership voted to go with another developer, and Donald sued the tribe, and they reached an out-of-court settlement that involved no payments to Donald Trump. Now, let's back up, or go forward, sorry, to him calling um, Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. Right. All of his shit right, is right, fucking tied right. up it's, in personal right. fucking anger and vendettas. Right. And and he's he this is all really every time 
his fucking wrath and vengeance comes out about Elizabeth Warren. This it's is because, it's right, this. Right. It's coming from this fucking base where well, he no, didn't truly, get what he wanted. Truly, when he says, uh, I mean, yes, he he's he has somehow turned Pocahontas into a negative. Yeah. So in 2002, after the Central Park Five had served seven years in prison, a serial rapist and murderer who was already serving life confessed to the rape. Wow. DNA evidence proved it was him. Wow. The convictions of the Central Park Five were vacated. Okay, so we have uh, conclusive DNA proof. Continue with the apology. Protests were held outside of Trump Tower with people chanting, Trump is a chump. He did not say anything. How about fuck your scalp? In 2003, the Howard Stern show, on the Howard Stern show, Donald said, quote, you know who's one of the great beauties of the world, according to everybody, and I helped create her? Ivanka, my daughter. She's six feet tall. She's got the best body. Oh, God almighty. <clears throat> Donald, Donald's takeaway from all of his financial setback was to he change. He does want to bang her. Yes, he does. Allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly Donald's takeaway from all of his financial setbacks was to change his business strategy from borrowing to build and buying assets to just licensing his name. Right. Around this time, he was approached by Mark Burnett about doing a new reality show called The Apprentice. The show is a competition between contestants to find the ultimate head uh, talent to head one of his companies. This once again elevated Donald in the eyes of Americans, along with his catchphrase, you're fired. His name became more popular, and therefore his ability to license his name became more lucrative. Right. So, yeah. So, at this point, I mean, it's essentially, he's a merchandiser. Basically. Around this time, the Department of Labor cited two Trump businesses 24 times for failing to pay overtime or minimum wage. In 2005, Natasha Stoyanov said she was at Mar-a-Lago to interview Donald and Well, I think we've heard this story before, Dave. How does it go? For Trump Magazine. Donald showed her around, quote, we walked into that room alone and Trump shut the door behind us. I turned around and within seconds he was pushing me against the wall and forcing his tongue down my throat. I was stunned and I was grateful when Trump's longtime butler, oh, that's what happened that time, burst into the room a minute later. As I tried to unpin myself, Donald told her, quote, you know you're going to have an affair. You know we're going to have an affair, don't you? They did not. Within days of the incident, Stoyanov had told at least five business associates and friends. Okay. So again, if someone lied during the campaign, why did they keep telling people years before that it happened? Right after the incident. Yeah. Anywho. In 2005, Donald publicly pitched a season of The Apprentice that would have made his father proud. He said he wasn't particularly happy with the previous season of the show, so he was considering, quote, an idea that's fairly controversial, creating a team of successful African-Americans versus a team of successful whites. Oh, my Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. What year? This is 2005. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Can you imagine? Like, how do you? Oh, go ahead. But I mean, how do you, when you hear that pitch, how do you react like it's not crazy? How do you go? Yeah, you know, I but... just. It's not crazy if you believe in yes. eugenics. Yes, of course. It makes very much sense. It makes a lot of sense if you believe in eugenics, for sure. Whether people like that idea or not, and this is still his quote, whether people like that idea or not, it is somewhat reflective of our very vicious world. That you perpetuate. Where blacks are pitted yeah, against whites. Yeah, I mean, what is he talking about? Haven't you seen the battle royales between blacks and whites uh, that happen everywhere? Oh, my God. Ugh. 
Now, of course, have a if you know about reality shows, you know they are fixed, and you know that this would have been a eugenics jerk-off session. Licensing his name is what led to Trump University and Trump Institute, an insane bullshit pretend schools that had nothing to do with Trump except his name. The Institute was run by a couple who had been marketing get-rich-quick courses since the 80s <laughs> and skipping town with cash. They used to run full-page newspaper ads that screamed, free money. <laughs> well, I mean, good Lord. They've been doing it for decades. 33 state attorneys signed a letter accusing them of deceptive trade practices. Sure. So this is who you should go into business with. Yeah. People were told they'd be getting Donald and his know-how. Printed materials had just been lifted straight from a publisher called Success Magazine of a, of a how-to guide they printed called Real Estate Mystery System. <laughs> the woman who edited the book said she'd never met Donald Trump or anyone else, but had just answered an ad on Craigslist. God. Damn. Trump University pitched itself as Donald sharing his knowledge and said he handpicked the instructors, but in truth, he had nothing to do with it. Anyone who went to the three-day seminar was told it wasn't enough time and they needed to sign up for a mentorship program for $35,000. It focused on the elderly, the poor, and those with disabilities. The scam went on for years. So people would come to this course that was shit, be $1,500, and then they... Then the salespeople would come in, and it was that fucking hard sell car salesmanship. You know, you step in, I step out, like that whole fucking game yeah. to build people out of $35,000. Right. <sighs> right. So, you, <laughs> yeah. So you're going to pyramid you. Melania and Donald married in 2005 at a million dollar wedding at Mar a Lago. There were 350 guests, including Bill and Hillary Clinton, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rudy Giuliani, George Pataki, Chris Christie, Derek Jeter, Russell Simmons, Matt Lauer, Katie Couric, and Chris Matthew. Russell Simmons? Six months later, Melania was pregnant with her son, Baron. Donald agreed to having the baby on the condition that Melania would get her body back. Russell Simmons. All right, all right. <laughs> in 2006, Donald said on The View when discussing whether Ivanka would pose for Playboy, quote, Don't. Although she does have a nice figure, I've said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. Oh, God. She was sitting next to him at the time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> on Larry King the same year, Larry asked if Ivanka had gotten breast implants. Okay. So, Larry King. So let's fucking hold the fuck on. Larry King asks another adult male yeah, who his... are both old as fuck yeah. if his daughter has fake tits. Like, what in the fuck is happening yeah. on your crazy was a, show? Wasn't he, on a news, he was on a news channel. Not only is it on a fucking channel, I wouldn't say that to a human in the real world. Like, now, where do you say that? Donald, let's get down to brass tacks. Ivanka's rack. Embellished or real? Trump said no. If she had... He would know. Oh, Quote, God. she's actually very voluptuous. She's tall, almost six feet tall. She's an amazing beauty. Wow. In 2007. You, in some way, when he was saying the stuff about his dad having the five kids and he wanted to have five kids, so he had one of him. In a way, she's the one of him, but it's all superficial shit. It's all looks and all. Yeah, she's him. She's right. She's, she's the him. winner. She's the winner. She won. But. 
I mean, he wants to fuck himself. Like he yeah. loves him. Well, and he so also, she's an extension of him. It, he can't it, he can't disassociate her from him. They're one. But he also knows no boundary. He has no boundaries. So whatsoever. it's just like since you've never been told no, you've never been punished for shit. Sh- at this point, you're like, I mean, look, I wish I wish I was single so I could get inside of Anki. And she's so indoctrinated into the madness that she just sits there and laughs and goes, oh, dad, not realizing <laughs> the psychological damage yeah. that has been oh, done to her Lord. is fucking Forever. mind-bending. Yeah. Uh, allegedly. Mm. Allegedly. In 2007, realty agent Jennifer McGovern filed a lawsuit against Trump Mortgage saying she had not been paid a six-figure commission on real estate sales. A judge ordered Trump Mortgage to pay her $298,000. In 2009, John Travolta and Kelly Preston's 16-year-old son, Jet, died due to a seizure. Four days later, Donald wrote an open letter on the Trump University website titled, Loyalty and Kelly Preston. Quote, A long time ago, I met Kelly Preston at a club and worked like hell to try and pick up on her. Did I mention this is four days after her son died? Okay, let's go back. A long time ago, I met Kelly Preston at a club and worked like hell to try and pick up on her. My track record on this subject has always been outstanding. But Kelly wouldn't give me the time of day. Some people have values that matter to them, and she is one of them. I'm sure she has... I'm sure she was a wonderful mother to Jet, and my thoughts are with her and her family after their terrible loss. How do you turn a a death... A death of a child into, like... Bragging about fucking. Look, uh, I fucked a lot of people. Not Kelly. R.I.P., Jet. Look, uh, when I try to fuck, most of the time I'm fucking. Like, before you, you before I even say I want to fuck you, I'm usually inside of people. Anyway, I'm sorry about the death of How your boy. How about this? You don't need context to tell someone you're grieving for them. No, actually, but you when don't. You, when you publicly... And I do, I do get uh, annoyed at times, like when you know when someone does die, and you, you know, instead of saying something kind, people will be like, you know, I saw David Bowie on a plane once. Yeah, and he was really. But the idea that you not only are going to humble brag about yourself, but that you're going to turn it into about yourself, fucking. Yeah, and then be like condolences. Condolences. Anyway, that was he normal. won the presidency, right? That was a normal note. New York City law firm Morrison Cohen found out that Donald didn't like that they were using his name in press releases touting their representation of Donald in a lawsuit against a construction contractor that he didn't want to pay. So he's hired a law firm to not pay. Not pay people that he owes money to. Money to. Uh, he gets upset when they start saying that they're doing that for him. Right. Right. And, uh... Well, it shows you... He sues them. Oh, my God. He sues them? Um, it also turns out that he hadn't paid them a half a million dollars in legal fees. Jesus Christ. So, the law firm that he is hired to to stop paying people, he is not paying. And then he sues them when they talk about it. They settled out of court. The terms are confidential. In 2010, Donald repeated... In, in a CNN interview, his father's eugenics beliefs on human reproduction. Quote, well, I think I was born with the drive for success because I have a certain gene. I'm a gene believer. Hey, when you connect two racehorses, you usually end up with a fast horse, said Adolf Hitler. I had a good gene 
pool from the standpoint of that. So I was pretty much driven. Mm -hmm. So in 2010, Donald Trump's beliefs seem to be eugenics. When you have, when you connect two racehorses, you usually end up with a fast horse. That's what that is in 2010. In 2011, according to staff on Celebrity Apprentice, Donald would often equate Marley Matlin's deafness with being, quote, mentally retarded. Quote, Trump would often scribble down notes while sitting at the table of the boardroom, the show's primary set. A person familiar with the notes who helped clean up after tapings said that on one of the pieces of paper, Trump wrote, quote, Marley, is she retarded? Question mark, question mark. Uh, this is again. Uh, I brought this up at this time for a reason. That's fucking eugenics. That's eugenics shit. It's that's what she's deaf, so she can't mentally be all there, right? Well, yes, for sure. Completely insensitive. Uh, it's not ridiculous. Insensitive. It's deeper than that. But the i. It's also stupid. That's what we used to idea... do with fucking people who were deaf. We'd put them in fucking boxes and say, "That's your life." But also, it shows a lot that he's writing notes for someone who can't hear. <laughs> no, he didn't write it for her. He wrote no, but he it for wrote, he's, he's hiding it. No, no, he wrote it as a question to a producer. That's what I mean. Why couldn't he just put his hand over his mouth and oh, just go, like, I see what you know yeah, what I mean? Well, she can read. I'm sure she can read lips. Yeah, but that's why you put your hand over your mouth. I'm just saying, as far as a paper, like. He apparently, he apparently was very brutal to her, to her face as uh, well. By so the way, right. he can I say something? That. Yeah. I uh, dressed up like Spider-Man for her children's birthday party. Very nice. Lovely. Lady, right? Yeah. Married Lovely. to a uh, police nice officer. Things. $20 tip if memory serves. Starting in 2011, Donald got on the Obama doesn't have a birth certificate train and <laughs> took it past the last stop. His attacks on Obama were relentless and often without basis or tethered to reality. In 2011, Donald was invited to the White House Correspondents' Dinner, where he received a brutal and public roasting by President Barack Obama. This was followed by host Seth Meyers roasting Donald for a few more minutes. It was obvious that Donald did not enjoy the jokes. Many consider that to be the moment he decided he would seriously run for president. Do you think if Obama could go back and change one thing, it would be that? Yes. Okay. The bodyguard who had sex with uh, Marla never recovered from the scandal, got hooked on drugs, and OD'd in 2012. Mm. His wife said he never recovered from the scandal, stopped being hired, and slowly fell apart. In 2012, a law firm of Cook, Hayward, Lee, Hopper, and Feehan filed a lawsuit against the Trump organization for $94,000 for legal fees and costs that had not been paid. On several occasions, Donald's own attorneys, who would negotiate with companies had, that had not been paid, were then in turn not paid and had to sue him. So it's not just that it's one just, law firm. It's, yeah. it's a repeating pattern. He, he has, he, yeah, he, he really just, does have like a pyramid scheme. Of, yeah, just don't pay people. Right, or a Ponzi scheme, essentially. In 2013, real estate broker Rena uh, Williams, who sold hundreds of millions in Manhattan property for Trump International Realty over two decades, sued because Donald shorted her uh, $735,000 in commissions on deals from 2009 to 2012. Williams said Donald decided to pay her less than her contracted commission rate, quote, based on nothing more than whimsy. They settled the case in 2015. As usual, the terms of the deal are confidential. Also in 2013, small business owner Juan Carlos Enriquez of Florida landed a job as a subcontractor on a $200 million remodeling of the Trump National Doral Golf Course result, right. Resort. Enriquez bought and delivered paint to the site. So all he did was buy paint in bulk and deliver it to the site. That sure. was his 
job. Pretty straightforward. That is what he did. Right. Hard to have notes. The first installments were paid, but the final payment of 32000 was never paid. So Enriquez filed a lien. Enriquez offered to settle for $26,000. Donald refused. After a few months, Enriquez filed a lawsuit. Quote, we sat down for the deposition. His lawyers tried to intimidate me and said if I lost, I would have to pay their fees. Unlike most with so much to lose, Enriquez did not back down. And, to, and he continued the lawsuit. In 2014, the city of New York settled with the Central Park Five. Uh, $41 million. It was a 14-year court battle. Um, Good Lord. Donald Trump was furious. Nothing to do with him. In an opinion piece for the New York Daily News, well, it it does, but it doesn't, right? He put his word for down. For sure. But I mean, I, that's what I mean. But from in the reality, be, From the nothing. beginning, it just has nothing to do nothing. with him. But he, yeah, exactly. Now he's like, he's digging his heels in. In an open opinion piece for the New York Daily News, he described the case as, quote, the heist of the century. Settling doesn't mean innocence, but it indicates incompetence on several levels. Donald wrote an editorial um, that said, quote, these young men do not exactly have the pass of angels, which was weird because none of them had ever been arrested before. So they actually have they had were, the pass of angels. Yeah. <laughs> yep. In 2016, the Washington Post columnist Richard Cohen wrote an early draft of his column. Quote, now this didn't go out, wasn't published, it's internal, but it's going out to different locations. Quote, can I ask you something? Trump asked someone I know about his then 13-year-old kid. Is it wrong to be more sexually attracted to your own daughter than your wife? Oh my God. These sentences were then removed from later versions of the column before it was released. Oh, my God. The Juan Carlos Enriquez, I've never been paid for the paint that I brought to Doral, lawsuit went on. A Florida judge ruled in the spring of 2016 that Donald's resort had to pay for the paint. And then he said Donald would have to pay for Enriquez's lawyer, which brought the total to $283,949,000. called a, a, a paintment. The Trump Organization appealed. If Enriquez lost the appeal, he would now have to declare bankruptcy. So it's gone from being a $32,000 so now, as, right. which is exactly why people right. don't go for their money. Yeah. Because if you go for the money you are owed, you may end up being financially destroyed. So no, you fuck? don't just lose so, the money so you're owed. You are fuck? financially destroyed. The, the fuck is the system is fucking bullshit. Yeah, but and so, capitalism right. is a fucking rape palace. Right, right. Like it is just unconscionable set, set, what we do to set people. Set up so that you can't win. Or set if you up do... so the rich can do whatever in the fuck they want right. to you. Yep. I mean, that's what this is. Yeah. The system is a fucking shit basket. Yeah. Put that on a fucking bumper sticker. <sighs> Settle down, bud. Come on. Donald, quote, I would love to hold back and negotiate when people don't do good work. If they do a good job, I won't cut them at all. What? So... If they don't do a good job, he doesn't pay them. Of course, that doesn't That's not how matter. it works. This is the family business. Ivanka Trump, quote, We have hundreds of millions of dollars of construction projects underway, and we have, for the most part, exceptional contractors who get paid. But it would be irresponsible if my father paid contractors who did lousy work. And he doesn't do that. But he does offer to hire them again. You know what? Yeah, fuck because, you. It's a fucking yeah, pattern. Yeah. And also, like, what, what the fuck? Of course he hires them again. People who are just like, yeah, you don't have to pay me the last payment and I'll come back. That's not, like, a benefit. 
It's it's just so amazing. But she's also that, so indoctrinated in it. Yeah, but do you remember when everyone was like, Ivanka will save us, Ivanka will yeah, save oh, us. Yeah. Ivanka's a fucking monster. Oh, God. Yeah. During that time, there was an election. Donald announced he was running for president on June 16th, 2015. Quote, when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems. And they're bringing those problems. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. During the presidential debate, Donald said, quote, I take advantage of the laws of the nation because I'm running a company. My obligation right now is to do well for myself, my family, my employees, my companies, and that's what I do. Let's say they do a job that's not good or a job that they didn't finish or a job that was way late. I'll deduct from their contract. Absolutely. That's what the country should be doing. So <laughs> the problem with that is if you're making money – then it behooves you to say someone's not doing a good job. Yeah. Like, if you can make money by doing that, yeah. then why wouldn't you do that? That's the it, problem with whatever system we have. It also is like a lot, you know, a lot of the people who are uh, are hurting and trying to get by are the same people who Whoa. would depend on a situation where no matter what the work is, a deal is a deal, and they are unable to afford to fight it if they're not paid. Yeah, it's almost like the a lot of people who voted for him are the same people that he fucks over. It kind of makes you wish that Out of Paris worked out. Because <laughs> then he'd just be like a Broadway producer. <laughs> over his career, Donald Trump has gotten at least $885 million in tax breaks from New York City. Welfare queen, I think they call that. Juan Carlos Enriquez... After spending three years suing Donald Trump for paint he simply paid for and delivered, voted for Donald Trump. Oh, God, no. What? Praising his immigration policies and no-nonsense style. Donald Trump was elected president on November 8, 2016. Just a couple months later, the court ruled against Donald Trump's appeal, and he was ordered to pay Juan Carlos Enriquez around $300,000. So, oh my God, that's America. Look at Aaron. Look at Aaron. I broke him. <laughs> he broke Aaron. How you doing, bud? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was it worse than you imagined? Was it better? Um, it was. It was exactly what I expected till the very end. I think. No, the guy. The guy voting for. Oh my God, that's a kick. I, I, I think the truth is that it is like. You know, you've I've heard a lot of this just in like, you know, a vacuum of conversation that you hear because now news is so uh, there's so much coming at you so often you already can't absorb it. And in a way, what he's done is he's overloaded the system with information. Yeah, there's just too much that's so crazy that it's impossible to focus on it. I mean, if we truly just focus, like, if we could just hone in on, like, say, the uh, sexual assault he's committed, and you just stuck to that, potentially that could get legs and that could actually start to become something that could no. hurt him. Or the idea that he's, you know, his business practices. The problem is it's almost like a mighty morphin power ranger of all this different bullshit formed into one big fucking monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so he he's so um, uh, wrong on so many different levels. Overwhelming, that it's, uh, overwhelming, 
and, and but also like the system the fact that the system that we live in this is legal yeah um that's a problem it's also a problem now because y- you certainly i mean <laughs> you know whoever has been the president sh- you know look there is no doubt in my mind that when you become the president there's basically just like look here's five things you can't fuck with good luck with the rest something to that extent you know there there's obviously just like you can't mess with the class structure and that sort of shit but you now have someone who is in charge of the checks and balances who ignores checks and balances. Yeah, but I feel like there's been ignoring it checks and balances for a while. Right, but I mean, this is a guy who has a track record of explicitly but it's not, it's doing it. It's not him. It's, it's the people in it's charge both. who are watching him that should for be doing sure, it. For sure, for sure. But who that's, knows what's going to happen with that because that's all, that's all rolling along. Like, yeah. we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. To me, this should be called how's capitalism going? Yeah, because this this is a system that is set up to absolutely fuck people for the rich. Although, if you do look, take a look at the tax plan, <laughs> I think you'd be remiss to. Yeah, I, you know, I did look up the art of the deal uh, to see if there were eleven chapters. There. I don't know if they're chapters, but there are 11 tips to good business or whatever to making the best deals. So it ends on chapter 11? And 11 is have fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Good God. Uh, Thanks so... for listening. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 